Hello, are you new here? Welcome to Crafting Communities. I'm Grace, your host and friend in your journey to shape a better experience for the people you care about. Joining a new group and how you welcome someone can make or break their decision to stay in the group. What can you do to make a newcomer feel welcome in your community? In this episode, we'll hear about the do's and don'ts when onboarding from Shelly, a HR expert, and Lee Woon from the Volunteer Switchboard. Hi Shelly and Lee Woon, great to have you on the show. Hello Grace. Hi Grace, it's a pleasure to be here today. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Lee Woon, what does Volunteer Switchboard do and who are the communities that you serve? So we started in 2013 and started as volunteering experience for all the people who don't know where to do volunteering. So they come to us and we do volunteering together. We started with just the public. Thereafter, a lot of corporates, charities came to look for us to craft the different volunteer experiences for them as well. So we do schools, corporates, and lots of public. Awesome. And Shady, you are a human resource expert in a consultancy firm. What is the purpose of your work? Yeah, first I wanted to say it's such an incredible work that your team does deliver. Thank That's you, amazing. Shady. So my work as an HR advisor with NG Advisors is largely in terms of making a difference that matters, especially using people strategy. So I kind of do a lot of work with middle managers. Post-pandemic, there has been, the leadership has been pivoted differently, which is empathetic leadership. So how do you create managerial effectiveness in this new normal? And that is what my entire effort is. My entire consulting work is geared towards. Awesome. My first question to Shelley is, why is onboarding so important? You know, this reminds me of a very, very interesting story. I had this person who joined me and minded I was in a leadership position at that time as a chief human resource officer. And the person left the company in a week's time. While you could be teaching about all goodness of onboarding, why it's important, it made me sit back and think what went wrong. So I think one big learning that I had from that episode was that probably the expectation sharing that one had done with the person who came on board was really not in line with what person perceived. In my mind, I shared the role very candidly. I shared the transformation journey very candidly. I shared the challenges, but somewhere it was not received with the same intensity. Mm. When she came on board, she met with many other people. She realized culturally it was a very tough place to be able to make a difference. And to be fair to the individual, she decided to kind of step out and not be part of this. So I personally feel with that episode, what made me think is as a leader, onboarding is extremely critical in welcoming the person, setting up the right expectation, and also hand-holding to avoid these early exits. Any thoughts on why onboarding is important? Personally, when I was going through the um, volunteering with different volunteering groups, it was quite daunting in, as a new joiner, right? Mm. So you didn't know the protocol, you didn't know what to do and how to do it. And then when you sign up to say, I'm committed to do from this time to that time, you go in, you expect to be able to be orientated across the organization, but not. I just remember one of them. I went in, I didn't know what to do. I just stood there. I was not inducted to anything at all. Nobody told you what you need to do. And then suddenly somebody just said, you got to do this. And so we had to try to get into the role of volunteering, not knowing whether we will be creating any harm, possible harm as well, mm. because we're very new to the organization, right? We don't know whether where our role was 
after that experience, I actually didn't bother going back to volunteering again with that organization because I didn't know my purpose in that organization. So it makes a huge difference. So when I saw other corporates being onboarded to volunteering as well, that was crazy. I saw an organization where they had Asia Pacific conference where everybody came to Singapore. All your senior management was there. So the local management wanted to showcase that there is a lot of good work that can be done on the ground in Singapore. So Singapore is not like developed country that doesn't need help. Mm. So when they actually came on board, they had about 60 um, senior management going to that event. I was really, really taken back because they were left on one hand, on the left end, you will see all the beneficiaries or the service users on one hand. The senior management was sitting on the other, on the right hand. And there was no intermingling. And that actually lasted for an hour. Gosh. Oh. Wow. Mm. Yes. Nobody attended to anybody. And from a management perspective, that's 60 man hours lost. Totally. Totally. 60 man hours and could do, have done a lot of things with that 60 man yeah. hours. When we actually asked the management what was their experience, it's like they were not attended to, didn't know what to do. And then while the activity seems interesting, it felt like it's a Shangri-La of volunteering. Mm. Right. So that's <laughs> not the impression that people want to walk away. Yeah. They didn't want to do anything more with that organization. So that's a lot of different implications that comes along of a bad onboarding experience. Yeah. What I hear from you is really the implications of bad onboarding. Man hours are lost, the cost of hiring and all the resources put into recruitment wasted. And for the new joiner not to continue on, there's also that reputational risk. Because if they have a bad experience, they might tell their friends like, hey, don't volunteer of this organization. Don't join this organization. What are the concerns that we must be conscious of when anybody is joining a new community? Let's see it from the point of view of a person who's joining the community. What are you anxious about when you change your assignment, when you join a new community, when you join a new work? Not knowing anybody. Like you have no idea who the other people are, who your boss is going to be, who your colleagues are going to be, what the culture is like. Are they going to be nice to you? Are you going to be welcomed? I think all of that is going to be quite worrying. Absolutely. So, Grace, what you said is people, right? Would I have a social network? I'm leaving my set of good friends at work behind. I'm coming and joining a new community. Do I have friends at the new place? So those are the people that I'm worried about, my social network, right? The second is I was an ace performer there. Would I understand your processes and systems to be able to deliver well? Will I be productive here? Will I be able to excel and be able to contribute with my passion here? Because your processes and systems could be very complex and I'm anxious about it, right? Are you going to give me some training or are you just going to leave me at work just like that? The third, of course, is the performance. I could have the skills, I could have the capability and the passion, but is your culture gives me enough freedom to innovate, gives me enough freedom to bring the best of myself to work. And that is the reason the cultural alignment is extremely important. Or every time I do something, is there a leader walking up to me and say, oh, this is not how we do it here, right? Oh, culturally, we're very different. I'm sorry, you are such a cultural misfit here. I mean, when you said the word performance, it actually got me thinking even what success looks like, right, in this new organization or this new community. I mean, you could come from a different environment where you are clear about what success looks like or your KPIs are. But when you move into a new community, you don't know what is considered doing a good job, right? Yeah. So I think even performance from that, what you're working towards and totally. clarity about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the 3P model I think one needs to be careful about when you're designing an onboarding program. 
that people process and performance, how do you make sure that you're giving enough opportunity to welcome the on new onboarder to kind of know more people, uh, give them proper process training, and help them to culturally align to be able to deliver well. Yvonne, what else do you consider when you onboard others? I think the most important thing is from the organization perspective, it's what do you regard your people as? Mm. I think that mindset is really important. So if you think that, uh, I often ask my my um, different charities, so volunteers are, then I ask them to fill out the blanks. Volunteers are dot, 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 what are they? So some people will say volunteers are good resources. Some people will say volunteers are helping us, right? But the most important thing, if, if I switch that mindset into volunteers are my people, and then so how do you want to treat your people? Because mm. if you put them as volunteer resources, sometimes you then take them as just resources, right? They fill in a gap and then you finish the job and that's it. Dispensable. Yes, very dispensable. But if you think that they are your people and you want to be able to grow them with you along with the organization, the whole mindset changes. Mm. So you'll be very, very invested in their performance, their well-being and and how they will be able to do better the work that they do, right? So how, back to Shelley's, how they culturally fit into your organization. Do you make them feel welcome? Are you going to teach them what the to-dos, what to do, really the whys are you doing this? Rather than just do it and then they, they just walk around, I don't know what I'm doing. So it really changed your mindset of how you treat your people in terms of who you want to onboard as volunteers. So if I say these are my volunteers and I call them VSB family, that has got a different connotation too, right? Because it's part of family, if anything that comes in, we are here to help and we can help you to help others. So that mindset is important. Thanks so much, Lewin. Anything else to add, Shelley? I guess what matters is to make sure that we focus on every touch point of their experience during onboarding and make it as comfortable as possible. So also to add with that, right, human touch is so important. Sometimes you've got to think about the role of technologies. A lot of people are going, let's get the QR code scanned, right? <laughs> yeah, can you take your attendance and then just, okay, so I'm going to go to a machine to be welcomed by a machine and scan my attendance. So the, the human touch, because again, it is my people, now I need to make sure that there's a human touch involved in everything that we do so that they'll feel welcome, right? It's not just sitting orientation and I'll go through an induction to the, just the internet. And then after that, I will get to know each person's profile by searching on the internet who is who. But that, human connection is very important as part of the onboarding process. That's something that we need to know, right? So when we're building our technology, everyone was asking me, even can we have a QR code? It's so effective, efficient. Don't have to spend time to take attendance. But it's like, do you, when you take attendance, do you say, hi, how is your day? Oh, you're new here today. So how can I help? Do you have any questions? That kind of human touch, once they're connected to you, they will be here longer to stay with you. Interesting that you say that, Lewin, because I always say that Automation is augmentation, which basically means that you are bringing efficiency in the process, but use that space and time to bring in more personal touch and human touch instead of getting stuck in the process that, you know, have you signed here? Have you signed here? You can have more meaningful conversations while the person is using technology to mark their attendance in this case, probably. You can spend that time having more personal chat. How was your day? How did you reach? Was it easy for you to reach work? Do you need any help? Thanks so much, Shelly and Lewin, for sharing with us about your considerations for onboarding, the bad experiences, the lessons learned from them. Before we wrap up, one last question would be, what is one takeaway that you would like to share with our listeners today about onboarding? Interesting. 
I think if I were to simply put this, I would put this as imagine yourself like a host of a party. If you were to have guests over, are you going to just let them be or are you going to go walk up to them, give them a warm welcome, show them around, show them where the food is, where the drinks are, introduce them to all the relevant people. So onboarding is almost like being a host. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Oh, yeah, dealing with people and it's about you and I treat people the way that you want to be treated. So that entire experience back to what Shirley was sharing in the beginning, imagine how you would have felt when you're going through that process and then help the people along. So treat people the way that you want to be treated. Yeah. Thanks, Bo. Thank you. Thank you. Hey there, listeners. Like what you heard today? In the next episode, we'll give you useful tips on how to structure better onboarding experiences.